Ohio High School Football. It's a juggernaut each and every week. I'm going to take you on an inside look at the high school coaching world. In the world of high school coaching, there is far more than what people see after 7 p.m. on a Friday night. This is The Coach's Approach. Welcome to The Coach's Approach. A podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold, hard facts about the high school coaching world. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coach's Approach podcast. I'm your host, George Gresco. Today in the Coach's booth, we have Hall of Fame coach and former Mentor High School head football coach, Steve Chertovasano. Coach, welcome to the show. Well, great. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to sit back and talk about the old days and, and the great <laughs> profession of coaching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great show. But before we get started, I want to shout out my sponsors, uh, Anthony's Family Restaurant uh, in Eastlake, right on the corner of 91 and Vine Street. Also, G&G Printing, based out of Mentor. All right, Coach, once again, welcome. Uh, I'm super excited for the opportunity to sit down and talk with you about your amazing coaching career up, up until this point. I'm going to start with your athletic coach or your athletic uh, career. Okay. Uh, you played safety at Mentor High School. Uh, you graduated from Mentor High School in 1981. Uh, you earned yourself a Division I scholarship to Bowling Green State University, home, home of the Falcons. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your high school and college playing career? Well, it was, it was like a long time ago. Now. <laughs> I'm trying to remember back that part. Um, you know, I, I loved my days at Mentor. Uh, still uh, spend time with a uh, number of the guys I played with, and those those relationships never go away. We just went and uh, spent some time with uh, one of Mike Garvick, who played ball with us, put with me, and uh, on, on vacation over Christmas, and I got to see him. So. You know, so we're close to a lot of a lot of different people, and you never forget those days. And, and we loved uh, doing that, and it was fun to come back and be the head coach of the place where you where you went to school. Sure. And enjoyed my years at Bowling Green. It seemed like a long time ago again. <laughs> and uh, you know, moving used that and got a degree from a great university, and went into teaching and coaching there all yeah. after. So it was it was good. I. I did a good job of trying to use those to prepare myself and sure. they both uh, places prepared me very well. Yeah. And my, my brother's actually pretty excited. We didn't know after research and stuff, my brother graduated from Bowling Green too. I oh, forget okay. what year he graduated, but he was pretty excited. He, after I told him that yeah. I called him up last night, he's like, yeah, I was like, did you know Trevisano yeah. graduated from Bowling Green also? And he didn't know that. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Those, uh, yeah, those were good old days. <laughs> Um, after your playing career was over at Bowling Green, uh, you wind back up in the Mentor Public Schools. Uh, you were assistant coach for the Cardinals from 1988 to 1995. Um, in 1994, though, you were a candidate to possibly become the next head football coach at Mentor High School. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that was when uh, Dick Kirschbaum resigned. Correct. Um, Mentor went in a different direction, hiring Mike Klevansky, mm -hmm. uh, which is now the head coach at Canfield. At the time, were you a little upset um, that they went in a different direction hiring? Well, Mike? you know, at that time you were you were young, and and uh, you know, you always think you know everything. And, <laughs> Isn't and, that uh, the truth? You know, and you you go through it, and you kind of just 
keep working at it. And, you know, I knew Mike, we had worked together and, um, you know, so he had some head coaching experience at a small school and you knew that's the way it was going. In those days, it was hard to get a head coaching job sure. without experience. Yeah. And um, so I knew that that would be an issue, but uh, ultimately I knew I was the hometown boy and I'd get my chance at some point. Right. And it worked out well. And, uh, you know, I, I was lucky because I, you know, I, I grew up, uh, as a son of a high school football coach, my dad was a, a coach and my uncle was a high school coach. So that helped. And, um, and just went out of college at Bowling Green and a uh, student taught at Anthony Wayne High School over in uh, Toledo, yeah, by the airport Taylor. in Toledo, and uh, had a great uh, Steve Wilwall great head coach to learn from in my first job and I actually lived in his basement while I was trying to <laughs> do my student teaching at the school and rode to hit work with him and he took good care of me and, and then it was two years over at Madison uh, as, a, as a D coordinator with Rex Reigert and, and then got to work for Dick Hirschbaum no, that's and, awesome. and then Mike Pavlansky and then and then Donnie and then obviously took over at Manor so you know as a as a young coach it's all about learning from people yeah. good and bad you know yeah. you learn i didn't like how he did this so i loved how he did that and you know i had a wide variety of, of people who were, who were really great people and great coaches to learn from and, and to take things from and you know i just sat back and, and took my time i think unfortunately too many of the guys these days they want to rush into becoming a head coach but i don't yeah. think you're always necessarily ready right but, you know and i think i took my time and that that helped me to get to where we were because you know it, you learned you yeah. watched you listened you learned the whole game and, right. and and that's that's the big part of it so I, I was really lucky from that standpoint and every lesson you learn from and Every interview you got to go on yeah. was a great learning experience. And, right. you know, I was in line for the Chagrin Falls job and uh, Nordonia and a couple others on the west side. And right. They were all great opportunities Everything to learn. Everything kind of worked out in your favor. Don't lucked into it. So and the, yeah, we'll take it. Right. And the reason I asked that question, because you stopped coaching Mentor altogether, went to Riverside High School. Um, you got hired as Riverside's defense coordinator in 1996. Mm -hmm. How did you wind up at uh, Riverside? Well, you know, I, we departed ways with uh, with Mike in, in, in different philosophies and different opinions on things. And, and that's fine. And um, it was just Donnie had called it said, yeah, I know Donnie because I was part of the coaches association here in Lake County, and even as an assistant, was very active with it and got involved with it. And Donnie said, "Come on over." Yeah, it was close. I had great principal at the the elementaries I was teaching at in Metter, and and I said, "Go, oh, you know, we'll take good care of you." And then <laughs> let me get out when I needed to get out, and um, it was a good experience, you know. And and then I was able to bring Donnie over to Metter. Yeah, and I'm getting into that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just amazing the relationships you learn and, yeah. and, uh, and how I think, you end up in different places. Yeah, I think that's the best part is the relationships you build uh, yep. with the kids that you coach, even with the coaches that's on your staff that go on, and which is that's just cool. Yeah, absolutely, you know, that's the, the world of high school football is just a wonderful place. Yeah, I enjoyed over there and you had the opportunity to be with Donnie and uh, you know met some good friends that way, Matt McKendrick yeah. or John Sangdahl and a couple <laughs> of those guys and. Uh, Chuck Donaldson, and, and and it was a good year over yeah. there, and then you know things worked out at Menor yeah. after that. And that's what I, and that's what I'm getting yeah. into is you arriving at Menor uh, a few a few short years after Menor not hiring you. Uh, you receive a phone call from Menor Schools in the summer of 1997. Uh, they informed you Pavlansky stepped down as the head football mm -hmm. coach. Uh, during that phone call, 
they asked you to become the interim head football coach for the Cardinals. Uh, did you know right away after you getting off that phone call um, that you were taking that interim job and heading heading back to Mentor? Oh, absolutely. That was <laughs> that was uh, a great opportunity. And even if it hadn't worked out and they had hired someone else, that one year experience would have been yeah. was was great for me. Sure. Um, you know, and I, Max Ness uh, took a chance. Max was, uh, he was my unit principal at Mentor High when I went there. Oh, so I knew, knew Max and, and, um, and he took a lot of, a lot of grief. I a young guy, and, but he, you know, he sat back and he held his ground and, yeah. and um, said that I think this guy can put us where we need to go. And yeah, it was a, it was a, it was the end of July. Yeah, it was late. I think it was like so, July twenty first. Yeah, it was I think crazy. I read that day. Yeah. We literally, I showed up on Monday. We ran a camp and, and tried to go, and, and we played a brutal schedule. Yeah, talk about talk about going <laughs> into that first week. You're you're preparing for a whole summer. Yeah, and I felt bad. I left Donnie on a, on, a, on a limp, but he says go. And, uh, you know, it was it was hard. I mean, that was a tough year just yeah. from just flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And, getting up to the high school because I was teaching at the elementaries and, right. and, and just getting and going and running. <laughs> and, and, and we went, uh, Canton McKinley won the national championship that year. Warren Harding, it was uh, in the top five when we beat him, yeah. you know, we had, uh, like we had Euclid. I mean, it was just yeah. a brutal stretch. Right. So we brought you right into, and, right and, into you, and you end up going four and six with a schedule like that going four and six. Yeah, we blew all that in. It should have been five and five. Terrible. No, it wasn't. And, and uh, you know what it was? Is, you know, I took the job and I walked in that in the first day and and it probably caught people by surprise. But I looked at this and I told the kids, I, I'm not taking this for one year. I'm here to stay. Right. And the kids bought into it and uh, bought into what we were doing. And, you know, the numbers were down in those days. We, oh, man, when I came in, it was not necessarily yeah. in the, it wasn't in the place we, we wanted. Today, right? You know, I think there was only 70 some odd kids there at that right. time. And, you know, the numbers were down and we were able to go in and play hard and, have some fun and heck, we made the playoffs the following yeah. year so it was it worked out and uh you know people always say you never know how things you know something bad turned out and, right. and turned out worked out the yeah, next year exactly. you just gotta you know always learn from life my you know having parents who are you know old school people and yeah. They just get up every morning, go to work, get, yeah. do the best you can, and Absolutely. things will work out. And, and and that's all you can do. You, sure. you can't control other things. Just do the best you can, and and that's what we did, and it worked out well. Yeah, and things came full circle. So <laughs> that it did, uh, amazingly enough. And then after the 1997 uh, interim season, you officially get hired as the permanent head football coach at Mentor yep. High School. Uh, would you say that uh, was a dream job, like a dream come true for you? I, I literally that was the thing I literally left matter and and I know this sounds stupid but I, I told people I'm going to come back and be the head coach and I'm going to straighten this place out yeah and um, kind of do it your way make you it know? make it what it needed to be and you know what the nice part I, I had and I know I'm probably rambling but the next part I had was I was from matter so I knew matter and I knew yeah. the idiosyncrasies of it sure. and I knew what it was made of it was it was it's a big job in those days it was three middle schools you yeah. see or three junior highs i should right. say in those days so you had three seventh grades you had three eighth grades you had three ninth grades you had a jv team a varsity team and you had a big youth league that was 
No, we really was kind of all over the place Massive in those music. days. It was, and it was messed up. Yeah. I mean, they had middle, you know, junior high kids in it. And that was one of the first things we tackled. We came in and yeah. we started from the bottom up and we built it. And we straightened out the youth league and, and got actually, the kids that, out of it. That's a question I wasn't going to ask, but sure, I did right. have that as a backup question. As a, how, did, how important was that to build up the youth leagues, running your system, getting to where – they get up to the middle school and get oh, up. How important is that? I think that's the key. And I think that's what we did. And we did it from the beginning. We built that program the right way. And, yeah. You know, it was, it was, I don't remember those days. It might've been second to sixth grade. You know, there were kids in eighth grade playing in that youth league up to that point. So we, so we changed it a lot. And there, we met a lot of people angry. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can remember sitting in a, I don't even remember. It was the old Maximilians. We had used the back room <laughs> and we had a meeting, yeah. you know, with all the people and, they didn't want to change their youth league. And I said, yeah. well, I'll tell you what, this, this is going to change. And we changed it. Yeah. And in, in a short period of time, it worked out well. So we really started from the bottom, you know, with us and the coaches and the, and the administration. It was great. And we yeah. we'll built that bottom and then fixed up the middle schools and then it worked its way up right. and, and, and kept kids in town. You know, in those days, um, I think when we first got there, 18 of Lake's 22 starters went to Mentors junior highs. Wow. Yeah, you know, and we said that's going to end. And yeah. We ended that. Yeah. And, and we did a good job of, you know, I'm sure there's people listening all like to hear that, but <laughs> we did a good job of keeping our kids and developing that pride in our school and in our town. And I, and I think that's, that's, I think that's super important. And the middle schools wearing the color red, you yep. know, have the card on their sure. stuff like that is always important. Yep. Um, over your uh, 23 seasons at Mentor, you had some amazing coaches and players. Um, you've had three coaches that I know of that coached under you that went on to become head coaches. Um, Jeff Grubich at Kenton High yep. School. Uh, Jeff Fink was at Brush, but now I believe he's at JCU as offense coordinator. He's actually, he he's actually left there and he's, he's just doing some uh, dad roles right okay. now. Okay. So oh, that's right. I did know that. That's right. Great coach. I and, did know that. Yep. And then uh, Matt Gray took over for you after you retired. Yeah, and Nick Alexander. Okay. Walsh. Oh, gosh. I, I can't believe yeah. I forgot Nick. Oh, no. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's going to be upset with me. He's, he's going to be mad at yeah, He's, he's going to definitely be upset with me because he's been looking forward to this episode. He's been uh, yeah, kind of tweeting back awesome. and forth. <laughs> yeah, but you look at that. And I probably interrupted your question. But that that's one of my key roles I took on. I wanted to make sure anybody who wanted to get into this profession, we pushed them in the right way. You know, Groob, Groob was the first one who left and became head coach. He took over at Kenston. I'm not even sure what the year was now. I think it was um, around 2008. I got there in his year two. When I got he there. was there with me for about 10 years. And um, you, you knew right away he was, he was special. Yeah. He, he had special qualities. And, um, so we're, I was able to do a really good job with him of preparing him in the entire game. I was able to move him to different yeah. spots. And it's not always easy to do, but I was able to make him a defensive coach and an offensive coach and a special teams coach. And to bring up a story yeah. that you mentioned that is, I believe one year you had like four returning seniors in the secondary. And you you told him, yeah, you're going to go to the offensive side of the ball. You're going to coach wide receivers this mm -hmm. year. And then I believe you took I over. <laughs> I believe that's one of the funny stories you told him. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> He's still mad at me. No, you know what? I thought that was important. And I think he'll tell you the same thing today. It prepared yeah. him the whole thing. Yeah. And, and that's not easy to do. And it's not easy as a head coach to move guys around 
because they've developed their strengths, but you know, you sure. got to do what's best for them too. And just to have those four, and you know, um, three of them were at the Browns game as the coach of the week this year, oh, all three of them. It was really cool. And, uh, um, and, and obviously Jeff did a great job at brush and then John Carroll and, uh, I'm sure he'll get back into it again here soon, but you know, and then I have, uh, three former players who are head coaches yeah. and uh, Joe Casper's with the Eagles now. Oh, that's... Um, Jake Sankel is with uh, the, uh, what is it? The Washington football yeah, team. Football now, team. Yeah. They call Can't it. say where it's kids <laughs> anymore. I don't know what it is anymore. And, uh, you know, Fred Hales with Notre Dame and Jake Rose, uh, uh, Luke Rose is off with uh, Rutgers. I think he's at as a strength coach. So you got a lot of guys in a lot of places. That's really, really cool. And I got the, Travel out to took the year off this year. Traveled to St. Louis to watch Ben Pike oh, that's cool. coach and uh, as a head coach, and, and, and Benny's doing a great job. And got to meet his his young little boy, and that was yeah. fun. It's just cool to see around. Anthony Freight's out in yeah. uh, South Carolina as a head coach. Right. And great and again, years. And that's so. the coolest thing is seeing yeah. your players grow up. How they doing now? Them getting married, uh, you know, yep. things like that. That's fun. Business owners. Yeah. I think that's cool. Um, Speaking about young coaches, do you have any advice for a young coach that aspire to be a head coach? I think that, you know, if, if it's your goal, first of all, and you could ask group and, and Gray and Nick, I always said, don't go be a head coach. Whatever you do, it's crazy. <laughs> job. But um, you got to learn. Yeah. You got to be willing to sit back and learn. And, you know, they, they used to laugh. I used to make them go clean the equipment room. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they but you, you got to learn to do everything. You know, yeah. you, you know, and I did that. I was spent a lot of years running around fitting uniforms and oh, yeah. carrying stuff and lighting fields <laughs> and doing all the tough work, but you got to learn, you got to learn the a whole aspect of it. Um, you know, the offense, the defense, the special teams, the off season, which yeah. is crazy nowadays. Oh, yeah. um, you know, the weight room, you got to take fundraising. There's just so many parts of it. You know, when I retired from teaching in 15, I started keeping track hours because they were doing stuff to, to side stuff to, right. for the school. So they had to keep track of my hours, <laughs> you know, just at Menor High when I was not as a teacher, when I was just because I was yeah. retired. It was 1,800 hours I just at the school. Oh, I believe it. You know, and, and I looked at them and I said, you know, it, it was over 1,800. And I looked at them and I said, you know, how many school days? 180. What's that come out to? As a, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. as, as a general teacher, yeah. that's a, you know, a 10-hour day. Um, so it shows you how involved the grind is. It doesn't end. It really doesn't. Right. And, you know, you go from, uh, you know, like the years you, you – you, year we went back to back state title games and you go 15 weeks and then you turn around and you maybe have three weeks of which is all recruiting yeah. Yeah, i mean college coaches coming in yeah. and out and then you got to turn and around christmas and break and then you come right back boom. in january you know, you're back lifting absolutely yeah. and it starts all over again it's just boom boom boom, boom. Yeah. And, you know and it's you know you're up and back and you're around and you're running and and, and you think back now and I, now that i don't have as much to do and you yeah. think back wow yeah, right. <laughs> that's a lot of time and effort and, but you know i wouldn't trade any of it for the world it's as a young guy you, you gotta you gotta be willing to sit back and say i need to learn yeah i right. need to learn the whole game i need to mature a little bit i think i became a much better coach as, as my kids got older 
Sure. As you understood kids a little yeah. bit more. And I always thought I learned a lot because I taught elementary phys ed for like eight years. Yeah. So you learned how kids were and how to treat people. And there's so much to learn. If you, if you really want to become a head coach, you got to, you got to get around it and you got to get around the right guy. That makes yeah. it a lot easier. You're, you're yeah, learning absolutely. from the right person yeah. and, 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 but you can learn from the wrong person too. Um, it's hard. It's a hard job. Yeah. You know, you look at what they're paying you. Because they really aren't paying you much. No, no. Um, I think we added up. You make like it's not like, good. It's probably like negative ten <laughs> yeah, cents an hour. It's not good. You know? <laughs> My wife was like, "What? <laughs> really? Go out work?" And I always anywhere. say, "Yeah." I always say I was so fortunate enough to like work with Jeff Grubich over at Kansas, sure. especially he comes out of your sure. village, and I learned things the right way and yeah. how to do things and how to coach and how to you know talk yeah. with players yeah. on a daily and prepare yeah. and that type of thing. Yeah, so right. I'm very fortunate. Coach them. And it's hard. It's, it's and it's I think unfortunately there's not that many kids going into teaching anymore. Yeah. Especially right now. I mean no, the teaching world's a, a crazy it's world. A right world. Yeah. And um it, it's getting harder and harder to find people, you yeah. know, and you know, especially when you're paying, because then at least up here they pay better. And in the Columbus here, they yeah. don't pay quite as well for right. assistant coaches. You know, they're paying them five thousand dollars <laughs> when they're working seven days a week and wow. they're in the off season, and it's yeah. not easy. Um, and it's hard to go home and tell your wife, I'm gone all this time. And, yo, here's your, after they take uh, taxes and retire, here's your $1,500 you got or whatever. But it's for the love of the game. But most importantly, and, and, and my good friend, Ted Gittin, always we always talked, um, it's, just, it's about what we're doing for the kids. It's yeah. about the children. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, and I always stuck with, stuck with me and I talk, still talk to Ted all the time. And, you know, it's about what we're doing for the kids and yeah. you know there's just not enough good role models out there for them anymore right. um, you can't look on tv and watch the garbage going on no. there. <laughs> we've got to find good role models and good role models got to be out there to to help especially the young boys and yeah. you know somebody will say well i just say well because the young boys aren't getting enough good role models out there today and, and uh as a, as a sport of football, which is predominantly male, we've, we've got to find guys that are, are doing it for the right reason. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, my job was never about winning and losing. We're going to win a lot of games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. My job was about preparing them to be better young men and right. women. I had That's three good. girls who played for me. They're great young yeah. ladies. <laughs> I never right. thought of that. And ever. preparing them for life after football is essentially That's what your job. our jobs really are. It know? really is. And most people don't understand that. Oh, it's it's about winning and losing. Yes, if, if we don't win, we're not going to be there long. I always yeah. got that. But that really wasn't what it was about. Right. And, um, that you got to understand. And it, there's too much ego involved sometimes with people and, and that's not always good. Yeah. You know, so I agree. There's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also had another coach on your staff by the name of Ness Janiak, mm-hmm. which I didn't send you this previously. I said, cause it's a pretty cool sure. story. Um, uh, coach Janiak coached quarterbacks for you for a very long time. Yep. Uh, coach Janiak coached over 40 years and is now retired from the game. Mm-hmm. Also, can you talk a little bit about your guys' friendship? Oh, it's funny because Ness was actually my teacher. Yeah. Um, when I first went to Ridge Junior High, um, I walked in and my homeroom teacher was this new teacher named Ness Janiak. And, <laughs> and uh, we, la- we laughed about it for years. And then I became his boss. And nah. I was like, ah, no. <laughs> um, actually, I think I'm going to go stop by and see him now on my way home. Um, you know, he, you know what you, I learned from Ness is Ness was very even. Yeah. First of all, Ness was an amazing teacher. 
Yeah. You know, you can go back to most kids who went through mentor in math and they say, who's your favorite teacher? And they say, you know, Mr. Janiak. Why? Because he was a great math teacher. Yeah. You know, and that's not an easy subject to teach. No. And I, uh, I still not good at no. you know? and, and he was able to, you know, get kids to learn. You know, we're coaches, but really we're teachers. Um, and he was a great teacher. And, um, you know, he was able to, I was a little more fiery. So I was, yeah, you know, I was in charge and I was, yeah. you know, oh, so yeah. he was always really good at getting that, keeping that kid calm, cool, <laughs> and collective and getting him away from me when I got angry. And, uh, and I was flying up and down the sideline and, um, uh, he was an exceptional teacher and a very good friend and, yeah. uh, good with the kids and good with the, he kept things calm. You know, you got to have, when you're putting a staff together, you got to have differences. Oh Yeah. You know, you got to have young, you got to have old, you got to have experience, you got to have youth, you got to have fire, you got to have calm. You know, I and I always knew I could go go after people, yeah, and he could go bring them back. Yeah, you, you always know? have to have that legacy guy yeah, that's on that. the staff that's been there forever, right. and he, I'm sure he was, that, was one of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was smart, and, uh, you know, way smarter than I ever was, but uh, he uh, did a great job, and you know. He, yeah, to teach for 40 years, yeah. coach for 40 years is, is pretty special. And, uh, you know, he did a good job with the quarterbacks. He did a good job with a lot oh, of we're, positions. We're getting, that's, that's we'll get to that one eventually. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, he, he did a great job of, of developing them and preparing them and keeping them even and not up and down and crazy. And especially when the, you know, it's a different beast when you coach in the big time. Oh, and, yeah, uh, Division One, Region One. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's real. That's big time. You know, that's big time football. And, you know, that they needed to understand the role and he understood his well and this past season i actually was over at cleveland heights with coach mm-hmm. matt stevens and it, that was my first time division one region one I'm, man man it is a grind every week you don't get a week off you know no, there's none and uh it's 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 fun yeah. um it's big time football yeah and, absolutely uh, it's good um you had some pretty talented players at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to name a few, Tom Abbott, Bart Tansky, Mitch Trubisky, Connor Krasancic, and I believe uh, Ian Kipp was right before, mm-hmm. right as you left. Uh, that was just to name a few. I know there's been several <laughs> others, um, two of which won Mr. Ohio's um, Mr. Football Award. Right. Uh, Bart Tansky in 2007, Mitch Trubisky in 2012. What was so special just about those two winning Mr. Football Well, it- Winning Mr. Football is really cool. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was a neat award for both of them, and I knew that meant the world to both of them. And um, you know, early that they're different. Um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look out and say Bart's really good, Mitch is really Mitch is exceptional. Right. You know, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that yeah. out. Um, but what made them special is not only were they outstanding football players, they're unbelievable people. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were great leaders. I mean, they, they would lead, you know, Bart led in a different way. Bart was a little more quiet, reserved and people followed him. Mitch put the entire town on his back and took it for a ride. Um, You know, they both had uncanny ability. Bart, I always give a great story with Bart. We're playing in our first state title game and we're in the locker room and down at the old faucet. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm walking around, yeah. You know me. I'm oh yeah, before game time. Yeah, yeah. And, and he looks up, he looks at me, he goes, he's laying down on the ground. He goes, Hey coach, what time the game start? 
I walked over to Ness. I said, I think he's calm. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. he didn't face. And, and Mitch was the same way. They were calm, cool, yeah. and collected. They were great kids. Um, they still call. They still text. Um, they cared about their school. It didn't matter. You know, Mitch already had scholarship, and, and most of ours did, but it didn't matter. His goal was to be the best he could be. Yeah. In the same way with Martin, they were going to do everything they could to get better as far yeah. as they could. They, they were special people. They were special leaders. Um, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. why they won. Yeah, you know, you don't just get that award by accident. And actually, me watch. I was in middle school when Bartansky was mm-hmm. coming through the ranks, and he's actually the one that got me to want to play quarterback yeah. at a high level. And mm-hmm. I, I remember watching. I was at every playoff game that yeah. you guys were in at that time. I'm like, I want to watch as a player do it. And then Mitch Trubisky comes up. He graduated a year after I did. Yeah, okay. So me and him were actually we traveled to camps, and mm-hmm. we were almost at every college camp together. So we would warm up together. So that's a, that's always a story that I like yep. to tell. And you know, Mitch is a great guy. And I, you guys have the Mitch Trubisky Youth Camp now that you named sure. after him. And I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, you he's he's tons special. of kids. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's still he's still Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'll text him. Good luck. And oh, thanks, Coach. How you doing? You doing okay? You know, he's yeah. just he cares. Oh, that's and awesome. he, and the, and you get to go see him uh, when yeah. he played for the Bears. I'm not going to It's too cold. Way too cold. I hope the next place he goes is warm. Yeah. Um, Coach, you've had an impact on thousands of student athletes over your time at Mentor. Uh, I wanted to ask you, though, who has had the biggest impact on your coaching career? Well, I've been lucky. I've had so many. I, I you know, obviously my, you know, I said my father was a, was a high school teacher and, and coach, um, head football coach at Collinwood and Brush. And my uncle was the head coach at Collinwood after him. So I always had those two as great role models um, to learn from growing up. I learned very early, this is how they did things. Right. And this is how they acted. And, you know, I always thought I was a little more mature, younger, partially because of, I grew up in a right. locker room, probably learned things I shouldn't have right. in a locker room. <laughs> some some <laughs> language too, right? He always says, well, well, you swear a lot. I said, well, where do you think I learned it? You know? <laughs> he goes, I never did. No, but your locker room did. But, uh, you know, so I had those <laughs> two. And, and then, uh, you know, I had Ness Janiak as a teacher and, and Charlie Mental at Mentor and then uh, Randy Clemens at Mentor. And then, you know, I went and... Um, had some really good coaches at Bowling Green yeah. and then uh, Steve Wilwell uh, over at Anthony Wayne and then obviously Dick Kirschbaum and and then you know a little bit with Donnie and, and so I had so many people I was lucky with great administration you know Max Ness is the AD and Jeff Turingo and Jeff Casella and and then obviously uh, you know uh, Bill Hiller who uh, Dr. Hiller who hired me as the head coach and then uh Jackie Hoynes, who was an outstanding leader of our school district, and, and Matt Miller and Bill Porter and the principals, and Joe Specia, who was a tremendous yeah. principal to work for. And I can remember sitting in his office for hours and I'd just go in and sit down and we'd just talk. And you know, I learned a lot from Joe, just listening and talking. And, and I can remember going into, um, I think it was the first year we went to the state title, I knew we were pretty good. And, and he says, man, I just want to, you know, it would be great to go there once just to get to that game once, you know, and get out of this region. And because we had gotten beat a couple of times or three times earlier. And um, and we laughed about it. We laugh about it now. So, yes, yeah, we did it. And we just got out of it. But there were so many good people um, in administration who helped yeah. say, we want to get good. And 
And that, I, that and I think that's it. important when you have that backing of people that yeah, support you, you. It makes your job that yeah, much easier. You don't have it. You're, there's there's no reason to go. Yeah, yeah you, you go somewhere else because yeah. if, if you don't have the right people, and I was blessed to have great administrators, and great leaders, and, oh, and even more importantly, great assistant coaches who yeah. who helped. You know, we're there every day and working and grinding and, and got us where we. Those are the guys that ultimately make your job yeah, easier. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was, I was lucky in a lot of ways. I was lucky and just who I was born into and right. who, who we got to and um, was able to pull it off somehow. That's great. Uh, speaking of people that had an impact on your, on you was Coach Urban Meyer at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, in two thousand one, Urban Meyer was named the head football coach at Bowling Green, your yep. alma mater. Uh, in an article I read, it's, it said you spent several days down at BG uh, meeting with Coach Meyer. Can you talk a little bit about that yeah, experience? Yeah, I knew Urban when he was uh, at Notre Dame as an assistant, sure. so I had known him. And we, and then when he got the job, I, we we were working towards the spread offense prior to it. Right. So, like, we had a young man, a great quarterback named Tom Abbott. And um, we knew we had something special. And the year before, I think it was Tom's, I say it was Tom's sophomore year, before we went to what we got to, we did a lot of no huddle stuff and, and we spread it out. We just didn't quite have it all put together. And, and we played, you know, we did some things and, you know, and I saw, I knew what Urban was doing and he had spoke at the, the Columbus Clinic. And I said, you know, I know you're busy. Can we come down and talk to you for two days? He brought us in and we had his full time with his staff. And now that was our first year. Yeah. And, um, but Urban got it. Urban always got it. He was going to help the people who wanted to learn. And, you know, and I learned from that and I always helped people who wanted to come learn from us. And right. whoever wanted to come talk football, it matter, they could have came on and we would help them. They could come watch practice. And you learn from that. And he took that time and we kept our friendship up. We still talked to him periodically. And, you know, we got to that in, I think it was 02, it was the first year we went to the true spread offense. Okay. No one around here did it. Right. No one. Right. And um, we, it was a funny story. We went into this first game and um, we were playing Glenville and Teddy's uh, had some great ones. Great secondary. I don't even know whether Teddy Jr. was there or not that year. Um, it was 03. It could have been Teddy Jr. at that time. His group and he had Whitner and all that. Was good. Yeah. They were good. That was going to be our first game. It's going to be the first time we're coming out and spread no huddle up tempo <laughs> football. So we go in the first scrimmage and we didn't move the ball at all. Yeah, so we I, scored I, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and we go in the second scrimmage and scored nothing. And we're going, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> oh boy. And then we went into that first game. I think we scored 40 some points. Was that, that was when it was raining or something. I, I don't it know. Might have been. You yeah. said it was like a rainstorm. Yeah. You still scored through. Oh, that was later. That was later okay. in that same year, though. And and people had no idea what we were doing. And, and what happened in that one later on, we went to Lorraine and it was just, they were undefeated or whatever they were at the time, but they hadn't played anybody. Yeah. And um, it was pouring. And this the guy walked up to me. He's an older gentleman who'd been around a long time. And do you honestly think you can do this and throw the ball in this weather? I was living. You know, no, you're like, yeah, I was living. Yeah, I walked in with Donnie and Bess were standing over there. I said, throw the ball 
every play this half. And we scored like 40 points and just went up and down the field. I said, okay, now you can run. <laughs> and, and you <laughs> know, it's a, it's a funny time because back then no one was running spread. Now, mm-hmm. now you look at it today, everybody's running yeah, spread. So shifted now, back around now they're shifting back. Now you're seeing fullbacks and tight ends yeah, again. It's so just pretty, around. pretty That's funny. always what I wanted to do. It was always what I had an idea. It was just trying to get the little things that Urban showed us what we needed to do. Um, to put it into what it is, and, and we changed every year. You know, yeah. we one year we were a tight end and two backs out of us in what we did. Yeah, yeah, we looked in the offseason what's our strength going to be, and we we had that's about your person, yeah, exactly. it's just how we did it. But it, it was a fun story, and he's a good friend. That's pretty cool. Um, over your 23 seasons, I'm going to get sure. into some of your statistics now. Over your 23 seasons at Menor, you had 209 wins. Uh, nine playoff or 19 playoff appearances, five regional championships, six final four appearance, four state championships appearance. Um, you were the Cleveland Browns coach of the year. You were division one coach of the year. Uh, you had that honors. Uh, you were a nominee for the NFL's coach of the year. And there's probably some accolades that I'm missing in there. Um, you had some great moments over your time at Menor. If you had to narrow it down to one moment, is there a favorite moment that sticks out to you? That's you know, a tough probably, question. A over tough question. There's a lot of different things and a lot of different times and a lot of different stages. You always look back at the Mentor Ignatius game in the triple overtime. Yeah. Um, it was a packed house. It was a huge game. That was Mitch's senior year. Yeah. Yep. I was at that year. game. Yeah. We just packed house and it was it was electrical. And they 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 beat us good the first time. Yeah. I mean they they punched us right in the mouth and, and, uh, <laughs> we, but we came out and played really well. And it was just one of those, it was a really neat experience. It actually became the moment of the year, the sports moment of the year in the city of Cleveland yeah. that year. And, uh, it was, that was a fun night. Uh, just the whole atmosphere, oh, yeah. but you know, you don't, don't tend to quite get that kind of crowd anymore. I think TV's kind of taken away the atmosphere right. of games a little bit, especially in the division one level, because they're always on TV. Um, but that was pretty cool. That was a cool night. Um, there's, there were so many, we're just blessed to have, you know, to be that successful and have fun and, you know, but I always said some of the funnest things were, um, like three years ago, went to four weddings of kids, you know, coach, we come to, absolutely. You know, I got one in, in, uh, Kansas coming up this summer. It's, that's fun, yeah. you know, to see him and to watch him as parents and see how successful they are. And you know, I went to Angelo and uh, Ronnie and Tom Brew and guys from the two and three team called. So let's go golfing. You know, yeah. those are the kind of things that's really cool. That yeah. the the old guys now because they're in their forties, but you know, they might not be that. But they're <laughs> they're getting up there and, and they keep track of you yeah. and they they call every now and then and make sure you're all right and. Uh, to get the text every Christmas morning and, and birthdays and that, just yeah. to see the, the guys keep track of the old guy and make sure he's still yeah. doing okay. That's, um, that's the fun part, you know, winning and losing is what it is, but ultimately came down right. to just the relationships of yeah. you develop. And, um, you know, that's the part you miss when you step away, yeah. you know, you probably don't miss all those days yeah. in the weight room. <laughs> yeah, the weight room stuff, right. <laughs> And you, you you talked about like the crowds. You said Ignatius was a big crowd. And I was at that game. There was one other game that I was at because I was coaching, so I was mm-hmm. kind of getting as much football games. 
was when you guys played Willoughby South. Mm-hmm. There that was a cool game because they they were loaded that they game. Were loaded. Quarterback and five wide receivers. I think we came in at and one it, and three. At and that it was time. a heck of a crowd yeah. at that point. Like it was standing room only for yeah, that game. Unfortunately, cool. that's that's the missing link today. I think people have gotten away. Now it doesn't matter. So there should be a lot of those games now because everybody yeah. basically gets in the playoffs. But, yeah. You know, people kind of pulled away from that. Um, playing a tougher game, you know, I always said, um, you got to play a tough schedule and says, well, what if you can't get in? If, if, well, if you can't beat the tougher teams, who cares? Why you go? You don't deserve yeah. to get in. So, right. you know, I, I'm hoping that more of those kind of games get played. Yeah. You know, uh, a matter of South was a great game that yeah. night. And, they, and, and, you know, Duff was, he knew, was he, knew he was really good. Won by he touchdown. Won you know, and, and we were struggling at the time, but, you know, he knew he was good enough that year to play. And I get, you, you know, you might not be able to play that game year in and year out, but sure. some of those, those are some of those games groups around here got to go play because yeah. yeah. it's a great atmosphere. You know, I think uh, Mentor's playing Riverside this year yeah. coming up. And those are the kind of games that need to be played because, you know, you got to set your program. And yeah, so local, set. And those local games are always cool. Yeah. Local, that's a there were years, that I think on, there was you know? a stretch and even before that and after it, that we really never played anybody other than Euclid around yeah. here, Euclid and Solon. Sure. You know, otherwise we played nobody around yeah, here. you guys would travel pretty far. Yeah, we'd go to Cincinnati, yeah. and, you know, and we'd go over to PA, yeah. and, you know, so it was, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. You know, well, we can't, we can't play with them. Well, you know, that's why I like playing Eds and I like playing Ignatius yeah. and we played X and, you know, those are games. You know, to me, yeah, you can tell I got older and bored, but, you know, playing somebody who wasn't very good to me was a waste of time. Right. You know, you, yeah, you came out in the first quarter and you play hard, but you didn't have to. Right. And, um, you know, you only get 10 times. You got to yeah. have, you got to have some good games no, built into those 10. And, you know, I feel bad for Kirtland. He gets so many of those bad games that, yeah. You know, Trust me, I, told, yeah. I was at Cardinal. We would yeah. play Curling. I, I was dreading yeah. going over. Yeah, to be honest. With you. But you know, it, that's hard for you know when when you are at that level to try to play. So you know, I'm hoping now that everybody tends to get in yeah. the playoffs. There's so talks actually the WRC with Kenson. There's talks that they're going to disband and there's going to be an actually higher level in the good. CBC. And I think that'd be good. North South, yeah, sure. Kirtland, you know, yeah, West absolutely. Young. I think that'd be good for them. Right. Sure, Kirtland would love to have that where they could play, yeah. you know, at least six or seven games that you really got right, to buckle right. your chin strap yeah. to play. I agree. Um, this is the toughest question for me, sure. and I, I was debating on even asking it. Um, uh, where am I at? Uh, after your retirement, I mean, hold on, I'm sorry. You, you've done it all as a head football coach, mm-hmm. uh, but win a state championship. Yep. Uh, is that something that kind of always sticks in the back of your mind? Yeah, I mean, I mean it has to bother you. Yeah, it bothers you. You did it. I, I think um, you always wanted to do it for the city and the school. Um, and we had chances. We yeah. were in overtime and lost 55-52 and, you know, had chances. Damn two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it was um, – yeah, you know, I thought we were good enough in 19, my last year, if we could have pulled that one off it, down in uh, Canton or wherever we were that night. And, uh, you know, it's hard to, do. The, to play and now to play 16, to play 15 and to stay healthy and to grind coming out of here. You know, I, I, you know it was always easy for some of the other regions to go play 
you know, we had to come out of here and there was a year and I don't remember what, it, which one it was. I don't know if it was 12 or 13 where we played the five games we played, all five were top 10 teams in the state wow. of Ohio. It was <laughs> Warren Harding when, you know, they have James Daniels, I think he's oh, with yeah. the Bears now. And, and <laughs> then, uh, you know, and we had Ed's and Ignatius and then we caught, uh, I think we caught McKinley or one of those in the, in the semis. And it was a grind. You know, and to play that week in and week out is so hard. It's, Just to stay healthy. That's... Stay healthy <laughs> and to stay mentally and physically healthy and focused and grow, go through that. And it's not easy. It's a grind and everything has to work out at the big level, you know, yeah. smaller level. They, they're only playing two or three pretty good teams in the, sure. their five. Um, you know, there's years where we caught, we caught five of them, yeah. you know, and, and it's hard to, to go and where, you know, and then other teams come out and they play two and you can glide a little bit right. and, and, and really get it going. So it's hard. It's, a, it's by far the hardest thing to do in high school sports and yeah. is to win a division one title, yeah. especially as a public school. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not easy. Things got to go right. And um, yeah, you feel bad about it, but you also look back and say, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. That was a yeah. pretty good year. Yeah. You know, we were pretty good and yeah. uh, made a run at it and they'll get it done. And, um, you know, the first one to be there to support him and, and, and go for it. But uh, it was it was a great career. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't complain. Right. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> I no. got fired. Two or nine wins. Yeah. You, you know, so I can't complain about it. And, uh, you know, you, you learn as much from the wins as you do from the losses. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, life's not fair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where we came in this world where everybody thinks life's fair. No. no never was and never is no. and never will be. And, no. uh, you know, you got to learn how to handle you know, and that's what fun watching Mitch handle his ups and downs of, of things. And he's yeah. done it so professionally and, yeah. and perfectly. And you got to learn to handle the good with the bad. Absolutely. You want to get the good, you better be able to handle yeah, the bad better, or don't, yeah. don't, don't get into business. Right. And, and um, you know, so that, that part, that part's been fun. Absolutely. Uh, after your retirement, you were a huge advocate for the hiring of Matt Gray as mm -hmm. the next football coach at Mentor. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about why or how you knew Coach Gray was the right guy for the job? You know, just like just like uh, with Matt and Jeff and Nick and and, and Jeff Grubich, um, you know when people, you know when you interview first when you first meet him that oh, this guy's a little bit special and this guy you know he's going to be a good worker. Um, and you know, everybody's got roles and you could tell right away, number one, Matt had a great knowledge of the game of football. That's a heck of a lot smarter yeah. than I ever was. And, um, you know, he, he did well with the kids and he understood the program and he always wanted to learn, you know, and I, and, and I was, I was glad I got to have him. I, I, I put a lot on him on the last year, um, purposely to prepare yeah. him and, and to understand the, you know, walking into a massive football program and there's so many things you got to take care of and raising yeah. money and, and there's three with freshman the, teams, yeah, you know, doing all TV, that. Yeah. It's hard. And, um, you know, he, he was always there to work and learn. And, um, you know, even when I said, man, I need you to do this, and, you know, it was like, it was probably like, oh, it's somebody else to do it. You know, yeah. but, you know, he always did it. And, you know, what you got to understand is it takes a, a while. I was still learning in year 23 things, yep. you know, that, oh, man, why don't I do this? And that's the thing is the game's always it changing, changes. too. It changes it's, back and forth. It's the one thing in sports, you know, and you look in the NFL, you better have a great head coach. Yeah. And you better have a great quarterback. 
Yeah. We've been able to have, you know, at least the quarterbacks. Yeah, you've seen that over there. and over with the Browns, you, you know, know. You got to have it. You know, it's the have single both. hardest thing to find, and it's not easy to do. And, you know, unfortunately, nowadays, the whole – I always yell at my guy at the Eagles. I said, quit with this analytical garbage and make decisions on uh, the game of football. I'm, I'm sick of hearing the word uh, analytics every NFL game. Yeah. Analytics, analytics. Yeah. Can you get the fourth and one or can you yeah. not? Yeah. You, know? you know, what's the situation? What's the weather? What's your tiredness? And, you know, so, um, you know, there's just so much to the game. Yeah. It's so evolved and so, you know, there's just, it, it's a big job. And, and, and I knew Matt was ready for it. And, um, you know, I, I knew one way or the other, and and sometimes you can't stay too long as a head coach, because I knew if if I wasn't going out soon, Matt would have gone somewhere as he should have, as right. the other four did. And um, it's you not, can't lose a guy like you that. You can't lose the guy like that in the same yeah. way you couldn't lose. You know, when Grub left, I obviously wasn't ready to go, and when Fink was left, I wasn't ready to go. And same way with Nick, and you know, I, I tried to talk them all. I'm not staying here forever. Yeah. Um, but you know, you got to move on and, and go make that decision. Matt stuck, stuck it, stuck at it, and kept working. And you know, he's going to make good decisions. He's going to make bad decisions. I made a lot of bad decisions. You know, what did you do that for? But yeah. you know, that's part of learning, and, and it takes a long time to get to be a pretty good yeah. football coach. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. And, um, he's he's going to do really well, and uh, kids like him, and he works hard, and, and he'll prepare hard. And, and at, at the time of your retirement, this is another funny story, another Grubich story. At the time of you, that you, you announced your retirement, we always messed with him. We were like, oh, you going back to Benner? Just as the time, because we were on our staff, we just always like messing with Grubich. Mm -hmm. So that's just a funny story. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your family, because I sure. think it's a pretty uh, cool story. As we talked about already, you graduated from Menor High School in 1981. Uh, but in 11th grade, you met your wife, Pam. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, your wife and how she stuck by your side through all the two days, late well, meetings? Yeah, and I tough have no losses. idea why she did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's, uh, she's a sharp girl now. Um, you know, you can't do this job without uh, the right wife. You really can't. And uh, she you know, I think she took things harder than, you know, towards the end, it got hard on her too. Yeah. You know, you could tell it, you sometimes you got to step away because she needs me to step away. And, um, you know, talk about a lady who works hard. She has her own, when I took the job, she left her job and started her own small accounting firm and it's built it up pretty good. And, you know, but not only that, she, she worked that she, we had two kids like me, you know, I was, I was busy a lot, but, you know, she volunteered in the schools all the time. You know, yeah. she was very active in the community, won awards in the community for an active member and a volunteer. And, you know, so I think um, she was special from that and she got it, you know, she got the game of football and she got what I loved and uh, you know, she was always there for it. And, you know, she didn't care about the hours did she like you going all the time probably not but maybe she did I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But, uh, you know you, you've got to have that right right person with you to uh, help you get through it and you know to do the they'll keep you sane after those losses too oh you know? absolutely <laughs> she yeah she'd be a good critic too what the heck were you thinking there yeah <laughs> like we went for two in the the one game to win it no, don't do that. What are you doing? You know, kick the extra point. Yeah, kick it, win. Let's keep going. Um, you know, and then we had two girls. It was hard on that. It's not easy to be the daughter of the football yeah. coach, especially in yeah. a town where dad's pretty well known. Yeah. Dad's pretty 
I don't want to say powerful, but that's, yeah. you know, the guy and it's not easy and it was hard on them, but uh, they survived and they, they both went into teaching yep. and uh, they're both coaching. I'm actually going to, it's a funny story. I'm actually going to help my uh, oldest Tori is um, a middle school cross country track coach. I'm going to help her coach track this oh, spring. Well, we'll fun. see. We'll see if I can handle the little ones. <laughs> um, so we're going to do that. And Carrie's a phys ed teacher, took after her dad and, she is a soccer coach in the high school yeah. level. And so they both got into it. And, um, you know, I feel bad. It's a tough time to be a teacher with all oh. this COVID stuff. I feel bad for them all. Yeah. Um, it's tough. Virtual days. Where the mass teaching you know, and sits tough. The kids lost a year. They lost a year of discipline. They yeah. lost a year of how to work hard. Yeah. Know? So I feel bad. And I thank God for the teachers out there right now and what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I, and I've said this all along that, Kids haven't changed, but boy, parents and, oh, yeah. and society changed. And, and that's been honestly the tough yeah. part of coaching right yeah. now is the parents. I don't know. It's, it's just, just it's different. Just, it's, yeah. it's different. Social media has changed everything with that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's too much money in sports, which is a definite problem. Yeah. Um, college football needs to change. Yeah, there's yeah. way too much it's, money. In it's it. a mess right now. Really and is. Um, you know, so it's hard, but you know, ultimately, kids are kids haven't changed. Kids still want discipline. They still want to yeah. work hard, um, and that was a nice part of being in Mentor so long. I really didn't have any of those issues with parents yeah. or kids. They, you know, guys go trips. That's all. Then you better get it done. Right. You know, and 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 that helped. And um, it's it's a different time, um, and hopefully, we'll get through that. We'll get yeah. back to. You got to get up in the morning. You got to work hard. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we'll get back to it. I hope so. And History you always repeats be on time. So. And, you know, all those little things you learn. Uh, hopefully we get back to that and yeah. straighten out all what we're doing. So we'll and see. Then, and as you mentioned, uh, both your daughters are teachers mm-hmm. now. Uh, do, do you kind of think you steered your daughters into the education world or do they want to take after well, that? That's a good question. I, I think I steered the younger one there. Um, Tori, from the time she was little, wanted to be a teacher. She used to, she had like three imaginary friends and she'd teach. So she always wanted to be a teacher. And, and Carrie, you know, I knew what, you know, Carrie was a pretty decent little athlete. And, and uh, you know, I convinced her to go into phys ed and, uh, and never work a day in your life because that was a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and she's doing that. So I probably steered her that way a little bit. And, maybe at one point she'd go into the military but she ended up going into teaching and nice. and, and doing that and uh, now now we've got a grandchild so that's fun grandpa really yeah. likes that and uh yeah so that that's that's been good and, uh, you're not going anywhere without a good family yeah. you know I wouldn't be the man i am or sure. without the upbringing and the family you got to be around so that's a key and you, yeah. you got to find that lady yeah. you know i spent many many times that you know we'd have coaching staff get together with young coaches wives and you know i'd finally look at them and say you know what if your husband was in the real world they'd be working till five or six o'clock at night they'd right. be traveling and yeah they'd be working all summer long so yes they're gone a lot but in the real world, you know, maybe it's about what some of those guys who travel and, and do a lot are doing. So yeah. it's probably not as much as you think. Right. Yeah. They'd look at me like you're crazy. You're paying my husband six thousand dollars. <laughs> and and uh, but you know, you gotta you gotta do that. And, and my wife was always good at working with and talking with and helping, you know, the younger wives too. 
And you, you moved down to Columbus after your mm-hmm. retirement, and uh, you got to spend more time with your family. How, how cool is that now? That's that really cool. Right there with uh, them? You know, as you get older and, and you're not teaching and coaching, you just don't have the same camaraderie. So, you know, it becomes a family thing at that point. Yeah. You know, it's nice to be down there and, and be around. And, you know, all of a sudden at six in the morning, the call, the baby's not feeling well. Can you watch her today? Sure. I got nothing else to do. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was fun to, to be down there and, and, and it's a big place. Man, Columbus has got a lot going on. So, you know, we live near Dublin and Hilliard and all those areas right. and they're big and a lot yeah. of, a lot of things to do. And, Got to go over and see a couple of Buckeye games, so that's fun. And, no, Unfortunately, fun. I'm a Michigan fan. Right, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm that, but no. Um, so it's been it's been good. We've enjoyed it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, anything you would like to say to your family? Because I'm sure they're going to watch. I believe one of your daughters like favorite one of my tweets. Just, so anything you'd like to say to anyone? Well, first family? of all, I mean, uh, you know, I think I've tried to thank them over the years for you know they sacrificed. You know, probably more than a lot of kids had to sacrifice. You know, dad's gone. You know, and, and or mom's gone or whatever, and but you know what you you gotta you gotta get up in the morning, you gotta go to work, yeah. and you gotta learn how to handle the good and the bad. And you know the kids are you know you get shots from friends and say your dad's terrible football, your dad's an idiot, and you know that that's that's what it goes. Just ignore them and move on. Right, yeah, it's part of the business, and you know that's it is what it is. But you know you gotta thank them for being there and putting up with it but i also think they got a lot of pretty good uh life experiences yeah. you know i used to I, i'd get up and like uh martin luther king day and president's day i'd be in the i'd, I'd go into school and i'd be there well I'm like i watched my kids so you know yeah. put their bikes and their roller blades and they'd roll around mentor high school and they yeah. knew every inch of mentor high school <laughs> long before they went there so you know they had good times and they grew up in the weight room and i'd you know, we'd be out at practice or something, and I'd just bring the sand toys, and they'd go play in the long jump pit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, so you, you found ways to keep them active. There could be a lot worse ways to be raised than a coach. You have kid. to remember that. The sand, uh, yeah, the sand right there. The they threw in the, you know, the bucket, the <laughs> shovel. The there you go. They had sand pit. You know, they, had, awesome. it, they, they, they were fine. So it's, it was a good life. Uh, as we said before, you uh, moved to Columbus area to enjoy your retirement, mm-hmm. but your retirement from coaching did not last very long whatsoever. Uh, you got hired as the offense coordinator at Hilliard Bradley High School in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was being an assistant coach um, compared to being a head coach for so long? How was that for you? A lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, it was COVID. My wife says, you know, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. Maybe you ought to go get into coaching, <laughs> you know, and, and it was, it's the school where Carrie's at. So yeah. they called. And so I went down there and I enjoyed the year. The kids were great. I loved uh, coaching those kids and we had fun. And it was a good year. I didn't coach this past year, but I did that year. And um, it's different, you, you know, cause you're always looking like, Oh, I didn't do it this way, but yeah. that wasn't my, I wouldn't be able to say anything. That's, you know, sure. I'll tell you, if you want to hear my opinion, I'll tell it, but if yeah. not, I'm going to support you and, and do it that way. But I had a, I had a good time. We had, uh, it was, it was tough. I mean, that COVID year was really weird. Because um, no, we, we were shut down a couple of times, you know, throughout the summer. Those wear masks, don't wear masks. Yeah. Then you kids have to wear them on the sideline. Like, how's yeah, that going to Practice. Work? Was... It was hard. Um, but it was fun. We got on a roll at the end and made it to the third round of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we lost two really good players. It could have been a really, we could have made a really good run had those two stayed healthy. And 
Jack and, and Tayshawn, they were two great players. Both, oh, it was terrible. They both got hurt in back-to-back series in the mm-hmm. same game. It was like, oh, my God. But uh, great kids, and I enjoyed it. And uh, I enjoyed the year. It was interesting taking a year off this year yeah. and then not coaching. The playoffs were hard, I'll be honest with you. Hey, you can tell at the stage of coach, the playoffs always mean everything. Yeah. But, um, that was hard. Just you know what I'm be going. And that's funny. You go, you go and watch playoff games. You're sitting yeah. in the stands. You're like, oh, what are they doing? Yeah, you start yeah. Like, it's amazing how smart you are. But it was, it was a fun year. I'm glad I did it. Um, glad I took this year off, and we'll see what the future holds. I don't know. Right. Played a lot of golf this year. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. That <laughs> so, was fun. I was gonna say the year of 2020 where everything shut down. We played a lot I of played golf. I played 40 times this year. Yeah. Worked at a golf course, and, and that was that was fun. I enjoyed it. Man, free golf. Free well, golf. That's, that's nice. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap stuff. Um, do you see yourself in any situation for you to become a head coach again? You never know. Yeah. I always said I wouldn't mind going to a smaller school and. Just having fun and, and doing it. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah. You know, I think it's a younger guy's game. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do still think I I have a lot to offer. Um, a school, a program, uh, kids, um, and just experience. Um, will I do it? I don't know. Um, if the right thing, when the right situation came along, yeah, it might. Um, you know, I still miss it. I still... There's times I still get bored of sitting at home oh, yeah. going, you know, coach, maybe you could be doing something somewhere, but we'll yeah. see. And you, and you talked about possibly yeah. maybe becoming an athletic director. Yeah, I talked about that. that. I think I'd probably stick to going into coaching if I ever did it again. And yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out and how it plays <laughs> out. If the right thing opens in, in the Columbus area, and I, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that I don't want to drive very far, so I wouldn't do any of that. Yeah, no, no. But, you know, I still think I have a lot I could offer. And it's just, you know, is it the right situation? Do I want to get back into the grind? Yeah. Um, we'll see. Okay. I don't no. know. If not, I'll just sit around and do podcasts with people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, as we near the end of uh, tonight's episode, Coach, you'll be the sixth coach to sign my coach's wall right behind you. If you could just. Oh, uh, look at that. Yeah. Got to oh, get you up on that wall. Awesome. There you go. Um, as coach is the wall, I just want to thank all of our listeners and uh, viewers. You guys have been great. Uh, please uh, keep subs- uh, subscribing and following us on all of our platforms. Coach, to end the show, I always ask, who is Coach Trevisano for the listeners and viewers who might not know you? Who is Coach Steve Trevisano? Yeah. Um, tough question. That I know. is a tough question. You know, he's a, he's a young guy from Menor, Ohio, who uh, – I'm not young anymore, um, <laughs> who grew up, who grew up in a, in, a, in a great time where, you know, you went outside and played all day, and you worked hard and you got what you earned, um, you know, and in the days where, you know, I always had a great uh, elementary teacher, Gail Kiesecker used to, yeah, it's just, it's, you're going to have to work a little harder, son, you, you got, you're not as good at this as some of those other ones and you learn to work hard you had a choice in, in those days your teacher told you, you got a choice you're going to do this you're going to do that and this is where you're going to go and I, I think I learned a lot in those days that I needed to work hard and I needed to get to where I got through hard work um, I think I had a great and one parent told me this and I never really thought about it until he told me and he said yeah you have a 
interesting skill set. I said, hmm, what does that mean? <laughs> he says, you have an innate ability to be completely in charge and tough and get after people and then turn around and love them and care for them. And I'm like, wow, that was a pretty cool thought. And, um, you know, and I, and I think I do have that ability. There was no doubt they knew I was in charge. Um, you knew I was the head coach at Mentor High School and I was in charge of the whole program and everybody knew it. But they also knew, and I think the kids knew who played for me and I hope they'd say it, that Coach Trib was fun to play for. And um, he cared for us. He got after us, but he loved us. And, and that's always what we tried to do, you know, and I, I try to tell those kids as often as they can, I love you guys, you know, let's, let's go do this together. And, and hopefully they said that, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lucky guy, to be honest with you. I'm not, I don't have a lot, don't, ton of money or I don't have a lot of that, but you know, to, to do some great things and be around some amazing people yeah. and do a great job. And, um, and it was fun. So it was a good job in a, in a great school in a great community and uh i enjoyed every minute of it it was it was my honor and my privilege to do it and, that's awesome. um that's who i i'm a pretty simple person yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm pretty you know it's this way or that way and that's the way we did it and and we had fun doing it no, it's, no good answer uh, coach well i thank you for yeah, being absolutely. here thanks and, for uh, having me appreciate uh, it taking the time to sit down and talk with me absolutely. appreciate appreciate all your time i got lucky because you came down from it's kind of a perfect timing um but uh please tune in next week as i sit down with uh, one of the mo most motivational coaches in the country coach kurt hines he's actually a coach down in california uh thanks again to our listeners and viewers and we'll see you next week welcome to Coaches Approach, a podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold, hard facts about the high school coaching world. This is the Coaches Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is the Coaches Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours.